0: so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program here and we have uh, got the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott about to come in with us right now and borders are uh Kamala Harris has teed off on uh what is going on uh here's what she said it is uh inhumane outrageous unamerican for extremist politicians across the nation to demonize target and attack immigrants um that is the uh, the borders are certainly the uh biden white house to the extent joe biden has any idea what's going on is upset with what you're doing governor to try to protect the southern border and try to protect uh the state of texas from being overrun with illegal uh immigrants what's your reaction when you see what the biden administration is doing what kamala harris is saying all of this associated with your actions
1: well let's put what she said in context and and that is uh she's been the borders are for what two, three years, whatever the number of years is, this is, I think, the first time, as borders are, she's actually come out and even said anything about the border. And the first thing she says about the border is to criticize the only person who's stepping up, trying to stop illegal immigration into the United States uh, and just supporting those who are entering the country illegally. So it's just uh, crazy. But it's uh, even crazier when you consider how deadly... The Biden administration has made border crossings. Let me just give you these three facts. One, the United Nations declared the border between the United States and Mexico the deadliest land crossing in the world under the Biden administration. Two is, uh, remember, the 53 people who died in the back of a tractor-trailer truck uh, outside of San Antonio, Texas, Uh, Those are people that the Biden administration, through their policies, invited to cross the border and come into the United States. Biden is an accomplice to those people who lost their lives. And then the last thing is, just Texas law enforcement alone has uh, seized more than 430 deadly doses of fentanyl. We have seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, child in the United States of America. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should be thanking texas for what we are doing because we are trying to save america while they are destroying our country
2: governor Abbott, it's buck i i just wanted you to tell everybody what is going on with this uh this border barrier in the in the river right in the rio grande and the Biden administration is is objecting to it under i guess the provision that the federal government has to okay it well then why doesn't the federal government just say thanks texas you're helping secure the border
1: Exactly. They should they should send us a thank you note, uh, as opposed to a lawsuit, uh, because we are doing what they are failing to do. So your audience understands what we're talking about. Uh, Texas has, uh, we have three border barriers that we are erecting. One is the exact same border wall uh, that the Trump administration is putting up. Get this, the state of Texas just allocated $5 billion from our own budget uh, to build, uh, the border wall and to secure the border with National Guard and things like that. So we have uh, the the massive border wall that uh, Trump put up. We're putting that up. Second, uh, we have these razor wire borders that we can put up a whole lot more quickly that you all have seen us be able to repel and deny entry to people who are trying to come across the border illegally. Then the third thing that they filed the lawsuit about is these water buoys uh, that make it impossible for people to cross across the, uh, the border uh, in the middle of the river uh, because the buoys simply prevent them from being able to cross. And it's this last thing that they have filed the lawsuit about saying that they are objecting to it, uh, when in reality uh, what we are doing is we are denying access to people to cross the border illegally. Uh, listen, if, if people want to cross the border Ill- illegally, they can go to one of the 29 ports of entry in the state of Texas uh, and offer themselves up to the Border Patrol at that point. But Biden instead wants to see these people be victimized by the Mexican drug cartels who are making money off of everybody who crosses the border illegally.
0: Texas Governor Greg Abbott with us now. I'm sure you saw the comments from New York City Mayor Eric Adams, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, our cup runneth over. Uh, as in New York City is overrun now with illegal immigrants. Some of those illegal immigrants, I believe, have come from the state of Texas and been uh, bused up there because they want to go to New York City. Uh, what, if anything, was your reaction to Eric Ma- Eric Adams effectively saying New York City doesn't have the resources to now handle illegal immigrants And what do you think the Biden administration should do now that Democrat mayors like Eric Adams are saying, yeah, this is also an issue in our in our city?
1: Quite literally, I laughed out loud when Adams did that. It's just outrageous because uh, in New York, a population of I don't know how many millions of people, uh, their cup runneth over uh, because they have uh, about two or or three weeks worth uh, of migrants that have crossed the state of Texas. Uh, in, in their city, and they say they cannot handle it. Uh, how in the world do they think that we can handle it in the small towns of Del Rio and Eagle Pass and places like that uh, in the state of Texas? And it, it shows, really, how ignorant uh, the leaders across the entire United States of America are about the magnitude of the crisis that we have on our border. And so in that regard, uh, it is an awakening uh, among Democrat mayors uh, across America who have the self-proclaimed... Uh, sanctimonious sanctuary cities, uh, and now when they ha- they're they put to the test, uh, they're complaining about it. And so I think it's good uh, that these Democrats are putting pressure on the president to finally step up and do something about this.
2: We're speaking to Texas Governor Abbott, and Governor the White House, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has claimed in, in front of the press that... Uh, what you're doing is interfering with the Biden plan. I just want to let, let everyone hear this first, then we can get your reaction to it. Play clip uh, 12, please.
1: When we uh, moved forward with a plan, right, a plan of deterrence, diplomacy, and also enforcement with how we were going to move forward after Title 42 was lifted, we actually saw the numbers go down. We actually saw the, the president's plan working. And what you see the governor doing is dangerous and unlawful, and it's actually hurting the process. It's hurting the process of what we're trying to do.
2: How is it hurting the process to make it harder for illegals to come into the country unless the Biden administration wants more illegals in
1: the country? So go back and remember when Joe Biden ran for president during the Democrat debates. He said he supported open border policies uh, and he campaigned on and he announced publicly to the world uh, the, the time is coming when you will be able to come across the border. Uh, And so their real border plan uh, is open border policies to allow these people coming from more than 150 countries across the entire globe. And yes, we are interfering with their open border plans. You all have seen on uh, TV stations the the videos uh, of what Texas did uh, with the lifting of Title 42 when we had uh, layer upon layer of razor wire backed up by National Guard and Texas Department of Public Safety officers denying entry to people who were trying to cross the border illegally. And that's what they're upset about, because Texas is, is for the first time of any state in the history of the country, uh, is denying entry of people who are trying to cross the border illegally, and that is interfering with the Biden border plan.
0: When you, uh, Governor Abbott, shifting gears a little bit, obviously Joe Biden's a disaster. There are a lot of people running to try and take him on in 2024. Have you been paying much attention to the Republican race uh, on the 2024 primary side? And do you anticipate endorsing anyone as a part of this campaign uh, before the nominee selected?
1: So we've been in a legislative session and in a special session uh, where, by the way, we delivered uh, the largest property tax cut in the history of Texas and maybe America, uh, a property tax cut of $18 billion. Uh, And that has been my focus. And so I'm I'm just now catching up on the presidential campaigns. But let me make this point, and that is I have complete confidence uh, that Uh, the Republican nominee, and it better be the person who gets elected to be president, uh, is going to uh, return to exactly what President Trump did. Remember, four years ago, we had the lowest border, illegal border crossings in four decades. Uh, And that's exactly what we need to replicate. It shows that a president can do this, can get this done. And I fully expect that whoever the Republican nominee is, uh, they will be able to ensure that we – Stop the illegal immigration on our border simply by enforcing the immigration laws that are already on the books.
2: Governor Abbott, appreciate you being with us, sir. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, guys. Take care. Buck, that's
0: interesting. I think we made a couple different news uh, clips there with uh, with Governor Abbott. Credit to Ali, our producer, who said, hey, we should get the governor on dealing with all this border craziness. Right. Well, we love
2: Texas, and yep. it's good
0: to see Texas – stepping up here as a state
2: and doing what it can to try and create or restore some degree of sovereignty at the southern border. It's just amazing. The Biden administration doesn't want help, and they don't want help because they want to do the bare minimum possible at the border to allow as many illegals to come into the country as possible. That's right. I don't know. What else is there to say about it other than that? I mean, what else can you you deduce from the situation?
0: No doubt responsible people make it a priority to carry insurance, whether it's for your health, your car, or your home. Not always easy to include in your budget, but it's the prudent thing to do. Same goes for food insurance. Having a supply of emergency food in your home in the event of an unexpected natural disaster or some kind of disruption just makes good sense. And the best emergency food comes from my Patriot Supply, the nation's largest and best provider. They know this kind of expense isn't budgeted, so they do their very best to make it affordable. That's why 25% off right now for the three month emergency food kit. I've got this in my house. In my pantry, as we speak, one for me, one for my wife, one for all three of my kids. You can go to the website, preparewithclayandbuck.com. That's where you'll get a large discount on all the meals and food choices for your family. You can get right now a 25% discount on each three-month emergency food kit, delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, and more. 2,000 calories every day. It will last for months and months. Protect your family for a long time to come, years to come with food insurance, fast and free shipping, 25% off right now. Prepare with clayandbuck.com. That's prepare with clayandbuck.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, voices of sanity in an insane world.
2: That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to PureTalk so you can afford
0: to travel this summer. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
2: So Clay and I were just talking about this, and we're, I'm already getting some tweets in about it, and people are weighing in. Um, we have a a UFO hearing that is planned now. Uh, I, I always get it confused. I'm, uh, whichever, Scully is the, is the guy or the girl? Mulder is the guy. Which one is who in X-Files? Do we, does anyone remember? I,
0: uh, Scully Mulder's the guy.
2: I, I'm Scully. I'm, I'm, in this case, I'm the lady because I, I am a skeptic. Okay. Uh, it's not something I was expecting to say on radio today, but I am the lady <laughs> in this respect in that of the X-Files duo. I am very skeptical, but Clay, uh let me see New York Post here has this story X top DOD official expects bombshell details of Pentagon UFO recovery to be revealed to Congress. Now I see this and I'm like it's always the same thing. It's like hey look at this little squiggly line on the screen. Look at this little light that you see for ah you see that there? And and that never really convinces me. And I know people. Yeah, my I have my own family members are divided on this one. Some believe in extraterrestrial your life. I do not. Um,
0: but what do you think you know, our audience? To, should we put up a poll? Do you think the audience? Do you, and here we have to phrase. We have it like, to be
2: specific about it though, yeah, right? Because it's saying. do we have proof? UFOs are real. Not theoretically. Yeah, of course, theoretically, there could be UFOs.
0: No, no, I think the question, I'm just trying to think through in my head, because you said your family, like, to me, your family members have different opinions. I think the way we'd have to phrase it is, do you believe UFOs exist and have visited our world at some point in time? Because okay, I, yes, I, I think I, I can, can sign theoretically off that. believe that life yeah. would exist somewhere else in the universe, yeah, and it's impossible to know one way or the correct. other, right? A
2: hundred but, billion light years away, nobody knows anything, yes. so who cares? We're talking about, has there been impact here on Earth from UFOs ever before, okay? Whether you think they built Stonehenge, or now I'm getting crazy, but you know what I mean, like, this is the stuff that are the pyramids. Um, but we want to get a UFO expert on, but we were just talking about how you gotta be, you know, we could have anybody on to talk about politics. We'd have a pollster on, you know, he's right, he's wrong, whatever. We hope he's got good credentials or she does. You, UFO interviews can get, can get freaky in a hurry, man. It, it can get
0: off track real fast. Well, to your point, we know if we have somebody on this show related to politics or pop culture, but like we kind of have a sense for what they might say. What I was saying is, I would love to have a UFO expert on, but I don't want the third question answer to be "Yes, I believe in UFOs" because I've been beamed up into an alien spacecraft and slept with a you know alien life form. Like I, you don't know where you're gonna go, right? Like I just want a guy or girl who's like, "Look, I've analyzed this footage, and I think it's more likely than not." <laughs> okay. Like I want yeah, the reliable a real, want the real UFO deal. guy.
2: You know, there's definitely weird stuff that people have captured on video. I understand. There's unexplained, um, you know, unidentified. Uh, they change. It's not UFO anymore. Now it's unexplained aerial phenomena, right? UAP, I think, is what they call it. Oh we, what, I'm
0: sticking to UFO. We got to stop UFO with all this. UFO sounds better your language. This is
2: like, remember the Obama administration? Though, like, it's not ISIS. It's ISIL. And everyone's like, it's ISIS. Stop yeah, with this ISIL way, nonsense.
0: Even in sports, they changed the disabled list to like the unavailable list because they were like, it's offensive to disabled people. Like. No, I mean the DL, and now it's like the UL or something like it's, unavailable it's list. Crazy. Like, yeah, this is so. Um, it's always going to be UFOs to me, just like it's always going to be midgets. Sorry, I, th- midgets. Um, and <laughs> there so there was
2: a time. Remember the '90s? They were making movies about this. I think what was Fire in the Sky, which I did not see, it was one of them. But it was always for a while. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not throwing any shade at Colorado or Wyoming, but for a while it seemed like the only UFO sightings were guys who were like seven or eight Michelobes in the hole who were driving home from the bar, and all of a sudden they were gone for like 12 hours, and the wife was upset, and then next thing you know, they're on like the Maury Povich show. So it, the, the credibility wasn't super high.
0: Well, it is interesting, because you would think if you were in alien life form, you would be interested to check out like New York or L.A. Be right? my first stops. Sure. I mean, two big cities. I don't think there's that many UFO sightings over New York City. I don't think there's that many. I I could be wrong. Again, I'm not a UFO expert. I don't think there's that many UFO sightings over LA. Unless the reason why people get the UFOs get seen in these low population areas is. They are aware of the visibility issues and they're intentionally trying to visit areas that they would be less likely to be seen. Now, the one question that's asked, and this would, if we get a reliable UFO expert, this is what I would ask him. The idea that you could travel like millions of miles without issue and then you get to Earth and you crash. I really have significant questions about Feels how that tough. could come to pass, right? I,
2: I I agree. I think if you got the technology to travel at light speed and fly Millions around at, of miles. At, at supersonic speeds, even when you're here, chances are you pro- you know, this is the thing. And I feel you get like to if you were real, we would know because then our alien overlords would rule over us. Yeah. <laughs> like it would well, maybe they
0: are. Maybe we got lizard men. But I mean, when you get to uh maybe they'd be better than Biden, to be honest, when you get to. Uh, New Mexico. Like you're fine in coming across the entire cosmos, but you get to New Mexico and something happens and you have to crash at Roswell. You run out of That's gas my... in New Mexico. It yeah, happens like... to the
2: little green men.
0: That's my one question. It's like you managed all of this difficulty. You dodged asteroid belts, you know, you and then you end up here? Like that that seems like a challenge. Uh, we come back, Buck. I'm gonna lay out we'll see if we can find the the best UFO expert. Uh, but I want to tell you all about, uh, let's see, who am I going to tell you all about? I'm going to tell you all about my friends at Get Refunds. Get hooked up right now. ERC tax filing complicated. Innovation refunds dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. They recently earned the highly coveted SOC 2 certification. Means they can hook you up in a big way, better than just about anybody else. Innovation refunds. They have more five-star tr- trust pilot and Google reviews than anybody. They're accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Get hooked up. You only pay if Uh, They only get paid if you get paid. 1-843-REFUNDS. 1-843-REFUNDS. InnovationRefunds.com. That's InnovationRefunds.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Um, Some breaking news out there from Politico, Buck, that you were just popping my way. Uh, Ron DeSantis, and I believe I've got it pulled up right now, the headline... um, DeSantis to let go of more than one third of his campaign staff as the reset continues. Uh, This is again Politico. Uh, The cuts, which were confirmed by advisors, will amount, I'm reading from this article, will amount to a total of 38 jobs shed across a variety of departments. They will include the roughly 10 event planning positions that were announced several weeks ago, in addition to. To the recent departures of two senior DeSantis campaign advisors, um, this comes as the uh, DeSantis campaign is uh, resetting. I mean,
2: you know, Trump fuck, has put I, out a statement. Do you want me to? Yeah, Trump you could read, the, you can read the Trump social. statement yeah. in
0: response. Yeah,
2: he writes, uh, <laughs> "Unholy alliance." DeSantis campaign colluding with Biden's weaponized DOJ to stop President Trump and the MAGA movement. This is from the Trump Make America Great Again uh, email. Um, This is from the the Trump team. He writes, from inception, the DeSantis campaign was doomed. Beginning with a total failure to launch, Ron has warmly embraced establishment rhinos and never-Trumpers. Despite millions of dollars spent to promote his candidacy, Ron finds a way to fall to new all-time lows with every coming poll. Now, amid yet another failed reboot, DeSantis and his establishment handlers have resorted to directly parroting the talking points of radical leftists. And it goes goes on and on. And that's that's from the Trump pack, I guess, or the you know make America great again um, pack. But they're, I mean, they're you know, they're they're trying to finish it off right now is what's very yeah. clear. They're they're trying to they're trying to uh, crush the reset, never mind the initial launch. Uh, that's the plan.
0: Yeah, the Trump uh team, I think, smells blood in the water. And it's like when you, uh, let's say you're uh, uh, in the sports analogy, because everybody likes to talk horse racing, but in a football game, if you come out and you're down 21 nothing early, uh, and I think that's kind of akin to where Ron DeSantis' team is, in the first quarter, because we're still, you know, the first votes are not going to be had till January 15th. The Trump people are basically trying to end it. Because I think the reality is, and, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong. I think that the Trump team basically says it's DeSantis or us. And if it's not DeSantis, this thing is over. And effectively, he is going to romp to the nomination. They only
2: have to beat DeSantis and, they, and right. the Trump campaign wins. And now they think they've, I mean, they're saying they've already beaten DeSantis. So it's all over. That's, that's the messaging.
0: So, I mean, they're not afraid of Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. They're not afraid of Mike Pence or Chris Christie or Tim Scott or uh, Nikki Haley. And th- to be fair, tying in with this, there is a big uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed from friend of the show Mitt Romney. Um, that, of course, is a, a joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't say stuff like people are going to flip out if they think that you know I, we're hanging with well, Mitt. I thought, You're already I mean, hanging with Gavin Newsom. Out on the beach, shirtless, drinking your Chardonnay, buddy. We can't throw Mitt into the mix, too.
0: I uh, I presume that everybody knows that Mitt Romney, not a fan. If you've never been on the show in over two years, um, odds are that we are probably not monster friends of uh, of, of you. But uh, there was a op-ed that was published in the Wall Street Journal, and I tie it in with this uh, reevaluation um, and reset from the Ron DeSantis campaign. Um saying that basically, according to Mitt Romney, everybody needs to uh, to decide on a contender against Trump and everybody needs to coalesce against him from a donor perspective. That if you don't want the choice to be Trump, then otherwise uh, what he's saying, and I do think Mitt Romney is correct about this. I'm reading from his piece. There are incentives for no-hope candidates to overstay their prospects. Coming in behind first place may grease another run in four years. Uh, and and to what we've talked about before, Buck, if you lose running for president, you still get to up how much you charge for every book uh, uh, that you write or every speech that you give. And so what he's pointing to is a lot of people will not drop out unless the dollars to support Those candidates all dry up and they can't fund their campaign. There's no incentive.
2: There's no incentive for them to drop. And also, this is a very different presidential cycle because if it is, in fact, and I have to say this on both sides, if it is Biden, which I think it will be, and if it is Trump, which it certainly looks like it will be from the polls, uh, you are guaranteed to have another presidential election. Starting in 2020, you know, meaning you're not going to have somebody who's running for uh, you're going to have first timers on both sides or you're going to have. Open, there will be sealed, no incumbent. Yeah. Yeah. No incumbent on both sides starting in uh 2020. I mean, 2028s the election, it's really going to start in like 2026. Yeah. So this is unusual in that regard. You know, it's not like Trump could have eight years or Biden could have eight years, depending on how this shakes out. So that means that the secondary candidates. Are even more incentivized than they would normally be. Really, no matter how it shakes out for them in the polls, um, to get their names out there and and to build, uh, so that's that's why you're going to see a lot of these candidates stay. I'm actually, um, you know, I I thought that there would be, ah, I guess there's it's interesting. Have RFK Junior.'s numbers moved at all, or is it sort of just stayed static? I was going to look stayed,
0: at he stayed fairly stagnant so far.
2: Yeah, um, because he he had this moment, right? But is there any momentum to it? And I I think the answer is that among Democrats, no, because it's just some disaffected Democrats who realize that Biden's absurd and they would like something more interesting and exciting. But I I think a lot of the RFK Jr. support when push comes to shove will just flip back to Biden because they want to win.
0: I think they've tried to make a calculated decision to attack RFK Jr. in an aggressive way. And and I do think, Buck, there is an element of, until you've been through the fire, here's what I would say in general for Trump. There's nothing that can be said about Trump that hasn't already been said before. So um, every attack that can be levied against Trump has already been levied. I bet you would agree. I mean, I don't know what else could be When you get compared to Hitler <laughs> in an unfavorable way... It's a sign that they've kind of thrown everything possible at you, and by the way they they've compared you know DeSantis in an unfavorable way at Hitler, and they've done the same thing to r f k jr but until you've basically gone through what I would call the media attack car wash where you know you're just kind of on that conveyor belt and everything's getting hit from every direction and and eventually there's kind of when you come through the other side there's a solidified base that understands and has an opinion of you, but about half the people in America are going to hate you, sometimes more. Um, and that's why a lot of people don't want to get involved in the political process in oh, the first yeah. place, because they're used to being liked.
2: There, there are very few jobs that you apply for and don't even get, mind you, that you're applying yes. for where you go through a protracted period of a lot of people trying to ruin your reputation and your life and your, and your psychological well-being. And, and, and until your family. And not yeah. only you either, your family as well. And not, not a lot of of positions where you could say that's the case. And I think that for people who have never been, you've been subjected to this, I've been subjected to this. It's yeah. different because we're in the media. But no matter who you are, when people say things about you that are um, really damning and really big lies, yeah. it's very hard not to, not to seethe a little bit as a human being. It's very hard. People do it. I mean, Trump is. If any, if you're looking at Trump's superpowers, I think I think he doesn't care at all. Like you know, because he's been subjected to all this stuff, it all just is BB guns at a freight train, right? It it doesn't do anything to him. But if you've never been subjected to that before, and some of these candidates, it's not the same thing running for uh, running for you know Congress. It's not even the same thing running for governor at the national level. It's tough for people and uh, and i know folks who have who have ran and they say that they think they are expecting it and then they're up against it and they go
0: ooh ooh this is this is uh, this is rough this is ugly you almost have to revel in the mud a little bit and and i think that's a rarity right i think trump kind of enjoys rolling around in the mud clearly um and i think a lot of people especially if they've had success and people defer to them along the way Uh, This is what I always find when I did sports full time, Buck, I was always surprised by what I would say about an owner, for instance, and the owner would be furious because a lot of these people who are super successful billionaires even are not used to having anybody criticize anything that they do. Oh, definitely. And their skin is uniquely thin as a result, because whatever, you know, a lot of people in public figures, you get used to it. But a lot of these billionaires can become supremely wealthy and never have a bad word written about them in public, which is kind of crazy to think about, that you could ascend to that level of cultural dominance where you're one of the wealthiest people in the United States, and there's not a single negative word ever said about you publicly. And so when someone says something, I'll mean, use Mark Cuban as an example, I think Mark Cuban is not used to actually being challenged, which is why he gets so furious when I challenge him because he's genuinely used to people saying, oh, you're brilliant, you're a billionaire, everything that you say is 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 genius. Yeah, thanks to Clay, the season tickets for this
2: show to the Mavericks not coming anytime soon, just putting that out there. Nor do I think Mark Cuban is coming on the show anytime soon.
0: I want to do an event in Dallas. Um, I, I think that would be fun. That's one of the markets that I really want our show to be on, but I, I know that we have there's a ton of you listening right now on podcast in uh, in Dallas who are on oh, like, stream yeah, on the iHeart iHeart
2: app everybody and always streaming. know they can listen on the iHeart Radio app stream the show live anywhere in the country all you need is a cell phone or Wi-Fi, so download that iHeart Radio app if you don't already have it I look, I listen to it every morning before the show I I throw on uh, different uh, different shows or hosts or things that I want to check out you know podcasts I want to listen to so Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in the Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 12% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filed with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding up to 12% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Look, I'm an investor of in the Phoenix Capital Group. I say that to you right now. So I'm somebody who believes in their mission and what they're doing. But you should know that investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with them and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com today.
1: Learn,
0: laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose.
0: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community
2: change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify god whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's master's or doctoral degree gcu's online on campus and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic personal and professional goals
0: with over 330 academic programs as of september 2023 gcu meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams the pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back, team. 800
2: 2882 on those phone lines. And uh, we're going to be coming back here in a, in a few minutes uh, at the top of the next hour talk to you about this. Uh, Uh, This CNN did a little story on a, on a uh, grocery store or a, you know, convenience store in San Francisco where everything is under lock and key. And in the few minutes that they were in there doing the story, there were three, uh, three thefts occurred right in front of them. No one cares. Just, just stealing. All the time.
0: Constant stealing from stores. You, you dealt with this in New York City. I, I yes. still have not spent any time in this, like, idea of going into a, you know, like a, a drugstore and everything is under lock and key. That's wild.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, and it's very annoying, too. I mean, you have to spend, if you go into one of these places and you want to get, you know, three or four different things, you have to sit there and wait for someone to come over and open up, you know, and it's not a, yeah. You know, you're adding when you, I mean, you say, Oh, how big a deal is it? It takes another five or 10 minutes out of your day. Yeah, but it's thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people every
0: day that are going through this. It's crazy. Also, people buck walk through convenience stores not knowing exactly what they might buy. I will say, when we used to live in right downtown Nashville, there was a gas station by us, and late at night, they would put everything under lock and key. So you would have to come up to the front window and they would be like, Hey, what do you want? And they would leave and go walk and pick something up. And a few times late at night, I went by there and I just remember thinking, this is awful. I can't believe that you couldn't go into say a Walgreens and just grab whatever you need and go through the checkout line because theft has become such a big issue.
2: Have you ever, have you ever gone like and tried some gas station sushi? Like, do you, do you ever just decide that you're going to, you're so hungry. You're gonna give it a shot. Whatever you know that the the meat they have that's kind of just sitting there and twirling. You know whether it's a hot dog. Who knows how long those hot dogs have been there. I got you know, we-
0: made fun of. I a couple of years ago was with some friends. This was uh, like 21, so two years ago. Uh, I was out late and I ordered. I got a plate of uh, Times Square. Uh, uh, like, a a meat from a Times Square vendor on the side of the, uh, you know, like, t- side of Times Square. Look at you. I was you. starving.
2: What kind and, of meat are we, are we t- was it like a halal truck? Uh, yeah, like I think it was like up? a halal
0: truck. I think it was like a hero, uh, you yeah. know, like, uh, like on, you know, well, just like so you
2: know, lamb. there are, there are lines sometimes of, uh, I mean, and, and there's a couple of them in midtown Manhattan, and I yeah. know well, I used to live right next to one. On a on a busy night, they'll have 150 people in line for oh, those. So those guys make a the, the, the meat can actually be phenomenal. Let's There's not,
0: one on Sixth Avenue, uh, like just down from Fox News and just down from where our studio is in Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, there you're not kidding. There's like a hundred people that will line up on Sixth Avenue for that that food truck. This was not that food truck. I got um, So you
2: went random because I was gonna say there are amazing food trucks, little yeah. food carts in New York City. You went random food cart. That uh, that can be, you can pay a price.
0: Uh, You know, the the price that I remember paying the most was, uh, I got, some people who are from the South will recognize this. There's something called a Petro's. Have you ever heard of a Petro's in your life? Probably not. No. Petro's is a chain, uh, and I don't know how many there are, but it's like they have, it's actually really good. They have like chili. And then they throw Fritos in and then you'll get like sour cream and then you'll get like tomatoes and jalapenos and everything else. So they have one or they had one at the Tennessee Titan football stadium. This is several years ago. And I was at CMA Fest, which is when they have all the country music uh, performers at the big stadium. And I got a Petro's and they had jalapenos sitting out. And it was a lightning delay. And I was starving, and I love jalapenos, and I put them on my Petros, and it was a disastrous decision by me. My stomach almost immediately was like, you have forsaken me. So going jalapenos standing out was the, probably wait, the wait, worst food decision I've made.
2: This is important, and this is the part of the show where Clay and I are both getting hungry. So this is why this topic yeah, was coming. right. Out.
0: But jalapeno
2: poppers, is that what you're talking about? Where it's like with the cheese no. and deep fried? Because those...
0: I mean, if you're just going decadent bar food, the jalapeno popper
2: is tough to beat.
0: Underrated. I love jalapeno poppers. No, no, no. This was just standing jalapenos. And in retrospect, I was like, you know, you're in a football stadium, like getting a scoop of jalapenos to put on your Petros. uh, And anyway, almost immediately, I was like, this was an awful decision. What about you? What's the worst food decision you've ever made?
2: Street food in Thailand had to get an IV um, the next day. Yeah, oh yeah, rough, rough. Like be careful with that street
0: food. What? Like in the hospital IV? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I went
2: to uh, get a clinic and get like an IV for fluids because I couldn't move because I was so wasted. Yeah, so you got to be careful with that stuff. Oh my god. Clay, I've lived a wild life, dude. I've been all over the world, man. I've been crazy. One day we'll do story time with Bucks Travels Abroad. You know, Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Thailand, all over the place. But that sounds brutal. I'm I'm glad you're alive. And I actually love Thai food. It's amazing. So, anyway, more coming up. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts